Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Well, hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty, and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. And so do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Uh, Today's podcast, again, is our weekly player stock update, where we talk about some of the players that I've uh, just done my rankings, re-ranked all of my players this week. And so I'll, I'll talk about some of the guys that have been rising up the ranks as I adjusted them this week. And then we'll also talk about some players whose stock is falling. Hopefully this kind of helps you out in your leagues, whether you have these players or considering trading for them or trading them away. Uh, Just gives us a chance to talk about a few players in particular. So let's get started. Stock rising. We'll start with quarterbacks. Just have one this week would be Mitch Trubisky of Chicago. And I moved him all the way up to my uh, quarterback number 11. Uh, This move for me is actually more about having faith in Coach Nagy than actually faith in, in Trubisky. Um, the fact is that he's looked pretty awful. It feels like in about half the game, he makes really bad decisions and looks pretty bad, but he always finds a way because of Nagy and the play calling to have a better fantasy day than he has a real football day. Um, I heard this crazy stat on one of the podcasts that I listened to that his combined uh, fantasy points the last four games is more than Mahomes has had in any four games he's had. And I think they said it was even more, uh, the last four games, more than any time in Aaron Rodgers' career, and maybe even Tom Brady's career. So this four-game stretch is ridiculous. Um, So we'll see if it can last, but it's really a a faith play in the coach. It's also acknowledgement, too, that he gives you five points a week by running the ball. Uh, He only trails Cam Newton as far as the quarterback rushing yards this year, and so uh, he's always going to be steady in that regard. Um, So I moved him up to number 11, which means he should be a starting uh, quarterback in all of our leagues. As for running backs, I've got two guys that have been moving up the ranks. Uh, the first one is James Conner for Pittsburgh. Um, I moved him all the way up to my running back number nine, and so for the first time, I moved him ahead of Bell in my rankings. So this sounds crazy, but that means if I'm going to have any integrity, I would do this. I would trade away Bell for Conner if given the offer. So I really would trade away Bell for Conner if given that offer. Um, he's younger. He's uh, produced just as well as Bell did. And he, uh, I think too, who knows if Bell's going to be a good fit when he, when he makes it to another team. Um, we don't know. I mean, he's incredible talent, but maybe it was particular to the type of offense that, um, that Pittsburgh runs. So there's a lot of question marks. And I think this is the week that I finally did it. I flipped him a little bit in the rankings and I, I would trade him away. I think beyond just winning the starting position, um, he's won the locker room. I think the guys on the Pittsburgh team love him. And my fear all along with him was that maybe they were just going to let Bell go and then maybe draft another running back next year. But I think he's even won that, uh, won that the hearts of the coaches and the, and the GM just to say, hey, nope, he's our guy. I don't suspect that they're going to draft a running back um, in this year's draft. So Connor, all the way up to number nine. Uh, then we've got Chris Carson from Seattle. I moved him up to my running back number uh, 33. It appears that Seattle has uh, found their new lead back. I mean, he's gotten the ball on carries 90 times in the last four games that he's played. So 20 20 plus touches on average the last four times that he's played. And Seattle's just become like a run-first offense. So similar to moving Connor ahead of 
Bell. I actually moved Carson now ahead of Penny for the first time. Um, Seattle's the one team. I mean, all teams should do this, but Seattle definitely has no problems with it. They're the one team that will just play the best guy. It doesn't matter if they've got a first-round pick sitting on the bench. That that doesn't affect. Uh, that doesn't weigh into who they will play. They always seem to play the best player. And so I believe that Carson's better, or they they believe that Carson's better, judging by uh, the way that they're playing them. And so I'll believe it too. I'll move Carson up to number 33. Wide receivers, uh, moving on up, we got Cortland Sutton. I moved him up to my wide receiver number 23. Uh, I think he's finally going to be the, the number two receiver now that Thomas has been traded away, right? So he's going to be the number two guy. The fact is he was already playing better than Thomas anyway. Um, he does make some some bad decisions, drops the ball sometimes, and makes a lot of like rookie mistakes if you watch the games. Um, but he also makes some ridiculous plays that no one is athletic uh, enough to be able to make. And so he's got that going for him too. You always say that the coaches and GMs can't lie to us, right? When it comes to who they draft and their free agency moves and their trades, they don't lie to us. And so they've spoken. Uh, they've spoken and said, hey, we trust this guy. So he's their future number one receiver. Um, it may take them some time to pass Sanders. Sanders will certainly be the better Denver receiver this year, but we don't even know if Sanders is going to sign with a team again next year. Um, so it won't take long for Cortland Sutton to become the true number one uh, receiver there in Denver. Marvin Jones for Detroit. Uh, gave him another chance to talk about a trade. Uh, they move, I moved him up to my wide receiver number 37. So it's finally uh, Marvin Jones time. He, he finally had a Marvin Jones type of game with the two touchdowns last week. And it looks like he's going to have a chance to keep making plays for them because they traded Tate away, right? Um, I do worry a little bit about Jones. That's why I haven't moved him up past so he wouldn't be a top three. You know, he's Obviously, if he's ranked number 37, he's not moved into my top 36. So not an every week starter, um, in my opinion. Uh, largely because I still worry about Den, uh, Detroit and Patricia trying to make Detroit a run-first kind of team. Uh, it feels like Stafford's uh, passes thrown every game keeps getting smaller and smaller. I still know that he loves Jones and he targets him on, on long balls and definitely targets him in the end zone. So Marvin Jones has moved up a little bit. Next guy that's moved up for receivers would be uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, we'll just say MVS, right? I moved him up to wide receiver number 45. Uh, he was the second wide receiver in snap counts for Green Bay last week. So now he's, he's there. He's an every week starter for them now. He's blown right past Allison and Cobb. Of course, Allison had the injury, but he's lost his job, uh, let alone the other uh, rookies, uh, wide receivers in Green Bay, the whole host of ones that they drafted. He's moved past all of them, and he's already become the number two wide receiver for Green Bay. And so this is uh, obviously great when you have Rodgers throwing you the ball. He's earned his trust, and he should be catching uh, touchdown passes from Green Bay for many, many years to come. Um, this is probably the lowest price that you're going to get him because of what he did the last few weeks and then what I think he's going to do this Sunday night against New England. Um, if you want to try to buy him, this is about the lowest that his price is going to be until later in his career. So if you're interested in buying, go buy him now. Uh, two tight ends that I have that I've moved up the ranks. One will be Jack Doyle. I moved him all the way up to my tight end number eight. Um, he's back from injury, and he already got like 70% plus of the snaps. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, there's something about Andrew Luck, and there's something about their coach, Frank Wright, that they love targeting their tight ends in the end zone. Last week, Luck threw three touchdowns to three different tight ends. It's ridiculous. But Doyle played more than all of them. And so I've been saying all along that I had Ebron kind of moving up, but that was just the second that Doyle came back that I was going to move Doyle back up if he proved that this wasn't a long-term problem for him with his hip, whatever's 
many injuries. They just said like leg, all of his leg parts were hurting. <laughs> so he's back. Um, it was surprising too that they brought him back because they got a bye week this week. You think that they would have given him one more week of rest, but it's also given me a little bit of confidence that they were willing to put him in and not just put him in, but play him like crazy the first week. And so Doyle, uh, I'm sure I have him ranked higher than most people do, but that's that's my opinion. And the second tight end that I have moving up is Chris Herndon. Um, I moved him up to tight end number 23. Um, he's not getting uh, many targets. He just had 11 the last three weeks, but he scored a touchdown in, in each of the last three weeks. And we all know when it comes to fantasy, uh, man, a tight end getting a touchdown is about all you need uh, to become a, a starter or be you know like a top 12 tight end for the week. So I'd like to see him get a higher percentage of snap count. He's only got 53% uh, this season so far but he could be earning a longer-term role there. And moving up to number 23, when you were on the waiver wire, and we picked you, you know, if you were following my waiver wire podcast and, and article, you know, I recommended picking him up, you know, up a couple weeks ago. So coming from the waiver wire to all the way to number 23 is saying something. Now we've got to move to the bad news, stock falling. I just have a few guys to list here. Uh, stock falling is quarterback Jamison, Jameis Winston. Um, I moved him down to quarterback number 17. Good grief, like, he just looked awful, and he deserved to be benched last week. I watched that game, and it was it was just so bad. I assume, you know, thinking Dynasty from a Dynasty perspective, um, I assume that he'll be the starter in Tampa Bay next year or at least um, get traded to start for another team. Um, but, man, he sure has a, a lot to learn. He needs to learn a lot about the game, but he also needs to learn a lot about himself uh, in this time that he's benched. So if you have him, uh, you definitely hold him. I don't think you can trade him. You gotta, you just got to keep him and hope that he gets his head right and will be a starter in Tampa Bay or somewhere else uh, the following year while learning during this time. One running back that I had dropped pretty significantly is Corey Clement from Philadelphia. I moved him down to uh, running back number 57. I was super hopeful for him. I have Clement in a lot of leagues, and was, it was just so hopeful when, when Ajayi went down that he's going to get a chance to prove himself. But the, you know, if you can't beat out Lindell Smallwood and Josh Adams, um, I think the writing's on the wall. So I don't believe that there's a path forward for Clement. Uh, I don't think he could be a starter uh, in fantasy anymore. I've got three uh, receivers that I moved down in my ranks this, this week. Uh, one would be Allen Robinson from Chicago. I moved him down to wide receiver number 27. Uh, this was kind of a cumulative fall. Um, so he's still injury prone. He still gets, gets injured again. Uh, he wasn't a spark to the offense or a key to the offense, even in the games that he did play, um, which is really concerning because Nagy, you know, he knows how to get guys going. And so when Taylor Gabriel and Tariq Cohen are the guys that are like leading your offense, um, that concerns me. Um, and then if he doesn't have an important role once he gets back from this injury, uh, he could drop pretty fast in my rankings. Um, he just doesn't seem to be a big part of what they're trying to do on offense. Um, that's what I think about Robinson. Then we've got Doug Baldwin from Seattle. I moved him down to my running back number 32. Like I already said, I think that Seattle's really trying to become a run-first team. Uh, that's what they are. Um, he still seems to be hampered with the injury. He's even said so much. Like he said that this is going to be a lingering injury for the year. And then and then maybe most impactful is that Seattle's found a weapon in their new, new target in David Moore. And Lockett's having the best year of his career. Uh, so much so that they you know dropped Brandon Marshall this week. So they're speaking to us and they're telling us, hey, we believe that we've got the guys that we need. And Lockett and Moore could very well outplay Baldwin uh, the rest of this year. Next guy that I have following, uh, last guy that we'll talk about is Nelson Aguilar for Philadelphia. 
I moved him down to my wide receiver number 48. Um, I already said that GMs and coaches speak with their trades, right? They speak with their, with their uh, transactions. And so they spoke clearly uh, by trading for Golden Tate. And what they spoke was, say, they said, uh, Aguilar, you're not cutting it. Um, aside from his one big game that he had this year, Aguilar's not been a startable wide receiver. Um, it, it just seems like uh, they spoke him with their words. And if they're going to speak that way, then we've got to adjust our ranks to reflect that as well. So those are some of my thoughts on some stock rising and some stock falling. I appreciate you guys uh, listening. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Feel free to make the two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com. Until next time, you guys go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.